Kelly Oubre speaks. He's back. And James Harden finally told us why he believes Daryl Moore is a liar. We'll talk about that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. But listen, I'm Keith Pompey, co-host of Locked On 76ers, right next to my right-hand man, John Mitchell, the other co-host, the more esteemed co-host of Locked On 76ers, Overbrook's finest, Mitch. See, I didn't call you James today. <laughs> no, I'm so glad because you, you, you ran off James for about five days. I was out. Yeah. I was calling myself, I was introducing myself as James after me. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. But um, Mitch, we got a lot to talk about today. You know, it's kind of like the dog days. It's weird because you got so much happening, but the Sixers have been off. But, you know, Kelly Oubre is coming back. He'll be mm-hmm. back tomorrow to play against the team that he first played for, the Washington Wizards. So you have that going on. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, James, not John, but James mm-hmm. Hart, he spoke yesterday. He had a, a, a article that was published by Sam Amick of The Athletic, who does a great job, and he finally revealed why he calls Daryl Morey a liar. He up there and said that Daryl Morey and the Sixers offered him a, a max deal, and they reneged on it, and we can discuss that. And then thirdly, this roster right now. Is this the roster that the Sixers um, can take them to the championship? Mm-hmm. And do we feel like they need to make some additional moves? So we have a lot to talk about. But, Mitch, first I want to ask you about Kelly. Kelly's coming back on Wednesday. Kelly spoke. Well, he was he was kind of like real evasive yesterday, avoiding questions. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he didn't want to say anything. But the one thing he did say was that he felt like people felt his life was the Truman Show. Mm. A little disappointed that, you know, people are, you know, the uh, the conspiracy theorists. He says he follows that, but just don't do it with his life, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of unanswered questions, bro. But, yeah. you know, let's just talk about how you feel, you know, his being reacclimated to the team and coming back and playing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I I mean, it did. The story did become somewhat like I, I'm, I'm not really from I, I know the Truman Show. Um, and I guess that's about seeing your life being followed real closely. Um, and he was, it was a, a very curious situation, but I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that Kelly Oubre is healthy. At the, at, at the end of the day, I think that's what we should be saying. We should, you know, we're glad he's healthy. We're glad nobody got hurt. 
you know. Um, but it did become somewhat of a who done it or who did what situation. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see him back with the 76ers. Uh, it would be good to see him back on the floor doing, you know, what he loves to do and what we love to see him do because when he was healthy, well, we've missed almost a dozen games now. Um, and the Sixers have not been the same team without him. That's, you know, for our for our purposes, that's the bottom line. I mean, again, most importantly, nobody got hurt. Um, he's safe, so I think we should just leave it at that and take him at his word. I, um, whatever happened, happened, and, you know, this is the team's still behind him, so we got Kelly Ruby back. I'm looking forward to seeing how he's worked back into the lineup. Uh, he was starting prior um, to, you know, to the uh, to the incident, to the accident. So um, I, 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 I guess he's going to work him in off of the bench because he's got to get back into playing shape. I guess he's missed, you know, a month for all that. Yeah, a month. So he was out. The last game he played was when he comes back, it's going to be December the 6th, right? Mm-hmm. Last game he played was November the tenth. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time, and they've missed him during that time. You know, they've um they've had some losses, um, so so it, it'll be good to get him back and to see how they work him back. And I think he'll get back up to speed pretty quickly. Um, and when when he left, when he got hurt, the team had a lot of chemistry. Um, there, there was there was surprising chemistry, in my opinion, for them to be this early in the season. So I'm looking forward to because they were they, they, to be quite honest, they were much more fun to watch when he was out there, man. You know, he gave him that new new, and um, you know that that's kind of been missing, and and that that score, that additional score, a very good twenty points per game almost, you know, for the better part of his early stretch with the Sixers, uh, is missing. So it'll be good to get him back on the floor, and particularly since they're getting ready to go into the Cupcake City portion of their schedule. You know, in my, in my homage to Dickie V. Um, so yeah, just uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think the fans are looking forward to. It. I think Kelly's looking forward to turning the page and moving beyond the Truman Show and getting out there and you know rejoining a roster that was playing very well with him on it. Yeah, you know what I'm I, I'm you know what I, I'm with you and so does so to speak, you know, the, the thing is, I, I feel like they could have been handled a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, Kelly Oubre is a basketball player. Right. You know, what he does in his personal life, as long as he's not breaking any crimes and doing Ill, illegal yeah. stuff, is his business. Exactly. I, I just, but I, but I do feel like the way that this whole thing was handled, um, was a was a little sloppy, you know what I mean? And it was a little like, you know, you worry about the Truman Show, but then you're saying like, you know, it's an ongoing investigation. But you, last I checked, and according to what it was, it's like you gave a statement, but then when the cops came for follow-up questions, you refused to talk. You ain't want to talk anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, don't say it's an ongoing investigation right. when, you ref- when you're not cooperating yeah, with the police right. over yeah. the uh, investigation, you know? Yeah. So, but I get it. And then you say the Truman show, but then there's also is a Truman show because of, you know, somebody ain't, 
and you can't leak the video. You know what I mean? So, right. like, so, 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 that, you know, it's just a lot that's to be done. Now, again, I don't really know Kelly. Just met him, and but I like him from right. what you know, from what I do. He seems like a cool dude. You know, different dude, mm-hmm. but different is okay. You, you know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. He's like, I mean, he's a guy, he's one of those arty or artsy guys. Like, you know, what I mean, he, he in the fashion. I mean, yeah, nails polish, you know what I mean? Like, he's just into self-expression. Yeah. And I just like that he has the confidence to do that. You know what I mean? Married to a beautiful wife and beautiful children. Mm-hmm. Life is good mm-hmm. for the brother. So I kind of like him. And you know, I hope that you know he can get past this. I just felt like it was kind of sloppy. Um, and, and I don't think it was handled the right way. I don't think that he got the right um, guidance through all this other stuff. Yeah. But again, you know, he's about to play, about to come back. And you are correct. I feel like when Kelly Oubre was there, Tobias Harris played better. Mm-hmm. They had, they were a deeper team. You know, the thing is, we look at it. Um, when we say to ourselves, who do you have coming off the bench who can give you consistent minutes? Right. Yeah. They don't have it. They don't have yeah. that. And that's Kelly Oubre. Now something else. Maxie's been getting torched coming off the bench. Like he's been getting torched by uh, opposing like guards. Yeah. Now you have Kelly Oubre, who's a better defender than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that should help out to help him out. Mm-hmm. My biggest question now is who the Sixers close with? Because now you got Kelly, you got Nick Batum when he, you know, healthy. You yeah. have Tobias, you have yeah. Anthony Melton, you have, you know, I mean, you got six dudes who can legitimately you can close with. So yeah. that's a great problem to have if you're Nick I- I was getting ready to say is it's, it's better to have those options than to not have them. And, and Nick nurse has those options. Uh, I think, I think that from a, from a scoring standpoint, I think that, you know, Kelly Uber is, is probably that guy. Um, but, you know, we've also seen it, it just, it, I mean, you know how it is when guys, when somebody key is missing, everybody else has got to play up the guys who diff, typically don't do, are, are not as dependent upon, you know, Patrick Beverly did a great job against Boston uh, and step and Covington stepped up. And I, you know, I, I think that, you know, I look at them and they can, you know, when you, when you get guys like Covington and Oubre on the floor, you had that length that you haven't typically had. You had guys who can't, who are built to play the passing lanes, you know, and they, they were getting their hands on a lot of balls, um, you know, dur- you know, during the stretch that Kelly Oubre was here, so I'm looking forward to that, but I, like you said, that's a great problem to have. It's, it's, it's better than looking down the bench and saying, I don't, you know, I could put, you know, my pet poodle in the game as opposed to some of the guys I have available to me. But he's got, he's got legitimate players available to him. Um, and the one thing is they haven't been consistent. You get one day you get a, a nice night from Batum, the next night it's like, where is he? Um, but Kelly is more consistent, you know. He's yeah. more of a consistent player, night in and night out. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, now the thing, Kelly. If we're going to be honest, Kelly has been known to be a guy. He hasn't shown it yet here, 
But mm-hmm. in his in his uh in his uh career, he's been known for a guy when he's hot, he's hot. When he's yeah. cold, he's cold. Yeah. He hasn't shown it here. So like we're gonna have to people are gonna have to live through that. Like if it yeah. happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but again, you know he's gonna be that attack mode guy that's gonna try to get you buckets and yeah. do all those things. But I wanna talk to y'all right now about Fandle, right? As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and more right so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, Mitch, we talk about, you know, James always said that you know, Daryl Morey's a liar and he would never play for him. And we all know that. And, and everybody assumed that uh, what he was lying about is that they were going to take care of him, right? And financially. Right. And he didn't get that. That's what you assumed. Everybody assumed that. And yesterday, there was an re- article published by the great Sam Amick where he had a one on one interview with with James mm-hmm. and James said Daryl offered him a max. Now, when Sam asked him exactly where, when it happened, it got a little vague. Like he didn't really, you know, he said, well, you know, I was supposed to get one, um, you know, uh, like he, what did he say? He said something about like, you know, you know, he knew he was supposed to get one like this, this season or, you know, that they, they talked to him about it, like this upcoming year, you know, and Daryl stopped talking to him about in the playoffs. That's when, after the playoffs, when he knew that it wasn't going to happen, right? Yeah. And to me, the timeline of that was a little little shaky because, you know, then he also talked about how he gave up, you know, he, he took less money. Which so he did. Me, you know, did. which he did. So to me, was the, was the promise made? Before when you took less money that you were going to get one the following year, or when was it? Like he's not really saying when it was. Right. I do believe that maybe somebody gave him a wink wink. Yeah. But I also believe that the owners, from what I was told, is that the owners didn't want to play pay him. Right. right? Because right. they looked and they saw how his A, his performance was the first season. He struggled mildly. The second season, it was kind of like sort of he wanted to go to Houston. 
He wanted to do this. He wanted to do that. And then also when it came down to the clutch moments, he struggled. Yeah. Right? So yeah. even though if Daryl gave you that wink, wink, Daryl's not the one that's writing the checks. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So what's your thoughts on this whole situation? You know, it, it even it's, it's just it sounds very convoluted to me. It um number one. Uh, something probably was said to James because James did work with the team in, you know, in, in taking less money. There had to be some kind of exchange. There had to be some kind of agreement. And most likely it was some sort of a wink, wink. I, I, I don't think that the promise of a max contract, it doesn't make sense when you look at the situation because we all saw, uh, James Harden degrading right before our eyes. You know, James is not, you know, he's averaging 15 points per game with the Clippers right now. He, um, and he's no longer the score. He's just no longer the player that he once was. He's not the player that at 34, you look at him and say, Hey, it's time to give you another max contract. I think had the 76ers and had Maury awarded him a max contract, it would be viewed in two years is perhaps the worst deal in NBA history. You know, you get a guy who's, you know, had they awarded him a max contract, you have to know if you're the 76ers that you're kissing Joel Embiid goodbye in an ugly breakup, you know, because he's not going to sit around for that. I know that he and James Harden were going to the white parties at Michael Rubin's crib and hanging out in the Hamptons. But at the end of the day, it's about money. You know, and I, I tend to think that, um, you know, when, when my, my bigger question is, what was Harden's representation telling him? Was no, was nobody telling him, hey, bro, before you don't take before you don't take this money or before you take this pay cut, they're not giving you a max contract. You know, you're no longer a max contract player. This is not you know, we can't we're not in a time machine. We can't take you back to 2018 when you were like a three time the scoring champ or whatever. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that the 76ers have moved forward. I, you know, I, I hope, you know, James, James Hart constantly mentioned that he was looking out for his family's best interest. I'm sure that he was, but the 70, it's a business and he, he acknowledges, you know, it's a business and the 76ers have to do what's right for them. At the end of the day, these teams are always going to do what's right for them. Your family, God bless them. They're not, they're not at the top of the priority chain when it comes to these teams making their decisions on players. But for that relationship to have gone south the way it did, uh, you have to think that there may have been some promises made with a wink and a nod that weren't kept. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're, that's why you have representation to guide you before you do anything. You know, somebody who's going to look you straight in the eye and say, look, this is where you are as a player. This is what you bring to the table. Um, I, 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 maybe James is at the point in his career where he's just not listening to people. If, you, if you're not a if you're not a sycophant, then that you, you can no longer um, you, you don't register with him unless you're saying what he wants to hear. But, you know, he got he got his way. He's out of Philadelphia. He's in L.A. with his L.A. crew um and and move on you know that's 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 the way i look at it but you do have some questions that there's obviously some things that maybe in the james harden book maybe you'll maybe you'll pen that book keith 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, here's the funny part. Like, there's two things you can look at it. Like, hey, bro, like, why now? You had a ample opportunity to talk about that before. Right. Um, you know, I was even told that, you know, the the there was a little investigation and they asked him what he was lying about. He says, oh, he said he was going to trade me. So you right. didn't you didn't say that then. And then secondly, it's like it's one of those things where you got to look in the mirror and you got to ask yourself, you know, like they always tell me people always say like, you know, for instance, think about it, man. The first time you came home and you you was a young boy and you said, hey, daddy, they said they're going to give me a job and I'm going to make such and such. Your pop like that. They put it in writing. Right. 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 right? That's the one thing. Yeah. And then when you look at it, like James Harden turned down so much money. He turned down money from the Houston Rockets. He could have got mm-hmm. paid with the um, Brooklyn Nets. And he turned those two things down. So then you got to look in the mirror and say, yo, I'm the one that messed up. Like, I did yeah. all that and for, like, I had this and I opted mm-hmm. out. Like, I wanted to trade and I opted out just to come here and thinking I was going to get right. paid here. And then, right. like, and then, you know, so... In a way, like we talking about, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we talking about, um, you know, uh, your agent and all that. And for a while, you know, James is one of those players who really doesn't have, didn't have an agent. He was representing himself, and he made some bad decisions because, right. yes, he could have had the greatest contract in NBA history, could have, and he mm-hmm. walked away from it twice. Yeah. That opportunity. So yeah. now all of a sudden you're saying this, and I get it. it and, and do I believe it? Yeah, I believe it. But at the same time, it's like, why now? Why are we bringing this up now? Is it because right. you missed the money? Like, you know, and, and like, just why? I mean, you know, you came here, like, you would have had that contract, and you said, yeah, you would have had that contract. The Sixers would have had you, would have had you, and you would have been like, okay, struggling, what have you. But at the same time, they're not going to give you money, like you said, after that to make it the worst contract. Like you blew right. two opportunities at that. Like after yeah. a while, the odds are going to not be in your favor anymore to get paid. Right. And that's right. exactly what happened. The yeah. odds were no longer in his favor to get paid. You know? Yeah. No longer. Yeah. No longer. But look, bro, I want to talk to you about um, game time right now. Like, Mitch, how many times has it been where you tried to get a ticket for somewhere at the last minute to go to a, a concert, a game, a, ain't even like a theater, like go to, um, you know, go to a, a, a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yo, the last minute, the tickets just cost too much. You're not going to do yeah. it, right? You're yeah. not going to do it, right? Well, the people at game time, they, they take care of that for you. Like, you don't have to worry about when you're buying tickets for your next event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out. So that's always good, right? It takes the guesswork out. So the thing about it is, you know, terms apply. But what you do is you go and you create an account and redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Now, I'm going I'm to I'm repeat this for people. You go and you create an account and you redeem the code 
Locked On, L-O-C-E-D-O-N-M-B-A for $20 off. Now, what you got to do is you got to go down there and you got to download the Game Time app when you do it. Create an account and use the code Locked On for $20 off for your first purchase. Now, again, I repeated it three times. <laughs> so do it. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. And you will be happy. I'm telling you, you're going to be happy with this. Third time is a charm. <laughs> so, Mitch, you know, when we look at the Sixers, you know, you look at this roster, you see how deep it is. Um, you know, you see that right now that they're, you know, a step below um, the Boston Celtics, a step below the Milwaukee Bucks. Even, you know, it seems like Milwaukee is playing well. But at the same time, you look at it and you say that anything can happen with this roster. They just got to get healthy. Right. When you look at it, do you still think that they need to make a major addition to this to this roster moving forward? You know, I... I, I've been toying with that because, you know, now that they, they do have, you know, uh, financial flexibility, you're always going to say, well, can they bring in OG? Can they bring in Zach Levine? Um, do they do they add, some, you know, that that third guy, that third guy who can be dominant? But then again, do you tinker with the chemistry they have? Because, you know, all of a sudden Maxi has pretty much, even though, you know, we do, he does have his offensive shortcomings, his defensive shortcomings, but how many guys are Kawhi Leonard on both, and Kawhi Leonard in his prime um, on both sides of the ball, you know, um, you know, you, in this league, it's either you, you, you're a great offensive player and you're okay defensive player or, or vice versa. So I, I kind of think that Maxi, with his emergence as a legitimate all-star whether he makes it or not but i think with maxi as a legitimate all-star player now he's probably a player i'll be quite honest with you as much as we talked about james harden james harden's cachet i would rather have the 2023 version of tyrese maxi on a roster as opposed to the 2022 version uh of, of james Harden, 2022 2023 version of james Harden. i just rather have that um so and you know, with with Kelly, you you you're just deeper now. So I I don't necessarily know that they have to um, make a move this year. You know, do, do do you bring somebody in? And I mean, you know, fans are going to push for that, obviously. But you know, people, fans are always want to say, you know, add the latest shiny toy. Um, but I I think you find out, you know, what are teams willing to move off of, and 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 how might these players fit in with you, you know, cause you know, as, as we get to the trade deadline, there's always the talk. There's always the belief that, you know, you're, you're that one guy away and, you know, you get 45, 50 games into the season, you have a really good understanding of what you might have. Um, and of course, you know, they'll, they'll talk to Joel because I'm sure he's in on most of these decisions is close. I hope he's in on most of these decisions that they make. Um, but I, I think you, you, you let it ride for 20, the next 20 or 30 games and see what you have before you go tinkering, you know, and, and and pulling things apart and making additions that might not be the best addition 
because you know that the NBA, man, you can bring some, you know, one man's trash can be another man's treasure, but that treasure could quickly turn into trash when you bring it in. So um, I, I think they, be, they should be careful. They should be uh, judicious in whatever they do and make a decision um, accordingly. But I, I like, like, I like you. I like this roster. I, I like what I see from them. I don't, I don't see anybody that's just so far out in front, although they may have fallen back from the elite teams that they're, they're, we don't see them as elite as we did last year. Um, but who knows, you know, they, 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 they weren't elite last year as we saw, we just thought they were elite. So they could be better this year than they were last year. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I I do think that a lot has to depend on what Tyrese Maxey does. And then my, my question is, is like, you know, you look at a guy like Marcus Morris, who's starting to play better, right? Yeah, he's, more yeah. minutes, he's playing mm-hmm. better. You know, I, I think that he is key. I think that uh, Maxie is key. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Pat Bev is key. Right? Yeah. Because right now you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, you need a legitimate point guard, right? That's what you say. You need a real point guard. Right. So then, you, then you look at Pat Bev and you got to say, can he do it? Can he do it? Because Maxie is going to need some help at a particular point in time. Right. So can Maxie continue ascent? Now you look at the depth part. Can Marcus Morris continue to hit these threes and and knock down shots like he is? Mm-hmm. So because let's face it, if if not, you know Marcus Morris is probably going to be the guy that you're going to trade him and KJ Martin or mm-hmm. somebody. You like I don't think that right now the way that Robert Covington is playing, right. the way that Nicholas Batum is playing, you're not trying to get rid of those two. Guys. Right, you can't right. get rid of those two guys. So, you know, I, I think that is, is, is that's the, that's the, that those three guys that I talked about, I'm talking about uh, Maxi Ascension, uh, Ascension, uh, continue to send mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly. If he can continue to make shots, can he continue to make the right plays when he gets in there? And Marcus Morris, if he can continue to mm-hmm. hit shots and, and play the way he's been playing the last three games, then, you know, maybe you could, you'll tinker around there but outside of that no i i think you'll be fine i think i mean we'll see i mean we'll definitely see but um i like the roster i just think that you know they just got to continue to get you know to playing well that's what i think it's it's all about what what, what they're doing to get to the playoffs you know with i I mean i hate to say it but you see joel he teases us with his play yeah and then he falls off in the spring um yeah or he gets an untimely injury. Yeah. Um, if, if he continues to look in the regular season, if he looks in the postseason the way he does in the regular season, then you know, who knows? It could change. It could change the Sixers' narrative entirely. It can. It can. But look, y'all, we want to thank y'all for listening. We want to let you guys know you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at and on youtube and when you go to youtube make sure you click on the liberty bell that enables you to become a new subscriber and also you get notifications when we drop new podcasts right so for keith um and john uh, james john i changed my, change my name legally for that 300 million he's made oh, oh heck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but uh 
I, I changed my name for one of them game, one of those game checks. Oh, what? That's right? like, yeah. That's one. Exactly. That's one. But, but I want to make sure you played in like Texas or or Florida where there's no tax, right? So we good. We're good. But um, we, we want to thank you all for listening and have a blessed day. Peace. Peace.